Is this funny? Did anybody laugh at this? Oh, he's so strong, and he fucks people, and he's... Yeah, he's strong, he's hot, he's wearing a shirt, and he's got a thick, drippy cock, and everyone loves him. (laughs) You're like, okay, cool, great. I don't remember the thick, drippy cock part of the episode. (laughs) That's the hard S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future one of that show, rate it and decide if it's a show we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about Pretty Smart. Pretty Smart went 10 episodes with only one season on Netflix. Today we're talking about episode 1, which is called Guess What? Claire's Sister is Coming. Originally airing October 8th, 2021. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me, as always, the boys, most of the boys, Ferg, Nick, and Joe. What's going on, guys? No Gordon. Hey, Who picked this Guess show? What? I fucking yeah, hated this? this. Ugh, there's never anything on TV. <laughs> fucking check. I thought check. you were going to go I with... can't be around these people. My brain's going to liquefy. Fucking check. <laughs> I thought Holy you were going to go with, um, shit. no, it's just its resting size. <laughs> no, no, because I don't want that dude's fucking... <laughs> this fucking hurt my brain. Also, fuck you guys. Not you, the, the show people. This episode should have been called Welcome to My Shed Talk. You fucking assholes blew the title of this episode so hard. This is also one that was, I was like, oh, it's only 22 minutes long. And it felt like it was an hour. You, yeah. know, hard, you, know, what, you know what a show is long is when it's 23 minutes long. And then there's no theme song, and you're like, that was a minute buffer. And now I have to watch another minute of this fucking awful show. Fuck off. So real quick, I want to remind everyone to go to S1E1Pod.com. That's where you can find all the links to where you can listen to us and follow us on social media. S1E1Pod on Twitter. Uh, X now, I'm sorry. And Instagram. Uh, follow us there, S1E1Pod. Uh, send us a nice five-star review on Apple and prove it to us, and we'll follow you on any social media of your choosing as a way of our... For, to say thank you but uh yeah i'm um, pretty smart um you know guys to peel back the curtain when we were kind of going over we planned a lot of episodes in advance months ago and we kind of were like laying out like a kind of a three four month block at one point and i remember specifically thinking and and, and i brought up this show when i found it and said we need a show we're all gonna end up hating well fucking good job dude this is literally a, a candidate for our worst show we've ever done. You know, I still, I actually don't think it is. I think Jay likes it. You have no. a crush on one of these characters. No. That's the no. only He's fucking super thing. smiley right now, too. It's not that. I'm not. No, I admit this is not a good show, but I do think there's elements to it where it it makes it not the worst show we've seen. Ah, uh... I disagree. <sighs> So what you're saying, Jay, is where we all see salad, you see steak. Go fuck yourself. I fucking can't stand you right now. Okay, that was one of the only lines that actually made me laugh. I actually, I like it's that. It's like, you know uh, how I hate the character that like, oh, they're too dumb to function. That's every all... fucking character on this show. Every single one of them. I'm going to assume no. But leading into this, did any of you guys watch Pretty Smart ahead of time? Never heard of it. I thought it was old too. I didn't realize it was a new Netflix show until I Agreed. put it on. Agreed. A couple today. years ago, though, it's it's not like brand new. It came out two years ago. I think you might be thinking that Ferg because I thought the same thing because of Get Smart. Maybe I don't know. Uh, oh, no, because I like Get Smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you hadn't watched it this one yet, so you didn't know what you thought about it. 
Also, is pretty smart supposed to be like, I'm pretty and she's smart. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. she's also pretty, too. These are pretty people. You can't <laughs> yeah. do that. There's even a scene in this, too, where she's like, I love to live with your sister. You're not the pretty one, smart lady. It's like, they're pretty people. Also, who said, let's get the star of Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2 and 3, not one star of 2 and 3, and develop a show around them? Who is making... First of all, the star of Beverly Hills Chihuahua is Cheech. <laughs> That's true. Cheech, and Cheech is one of the greatest people of all time. And born in East L.A., should have been a gold record. I wish he was the sister in this. <laughs> you know much better the show would be if Cheech showed up? <laughs> be way better a uh, lot and again not to confuse anyone with the movie from 1987 pretty smart uh but yeah listen we we've covered our fair share of netflix original sitcoms and they mostly don't deliver we've had limited um exception to the rule i know the only good one was mary happy whatever stop it stop it <laughs> But, so bad. Even Dennis Quaid couldn't save that show. We, we've talked about it. I think, you know, we've gone over this way, way back. So to, to kind of reiterate, one thing I think is wrong with the whole Netflix model of sitcoms is they're not doing it in the traditional style because they're putting out a whole season at once. So they're not testing it in front of audiences the same. There's no, you know, what do people like? What do they don't like? How do we adjust moving forward? They make the whole season and they just put it out. So if it sucks, it's just going to suck the whole way through. And this did because it only got one season. <laughs> yeah, I've never felt more like, well, duh, what it was like. And it was canceled after 10 episodes. Like, oh, and people didn't want to see this? Well, most of the Netflix sitcoms. I mean, how many of them get additional seasons? I was going to ask that. Did any of them go Mr. multiple? Mr. Iglesias got more than a season. Mr. Iglesias got three. And I oh, update, by the way, I watched all of Mr. Iglesias. It sucked us in super hard. Na, 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 na. Yeah. Na, 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 na. It's the X-Files, uh, X-Men song. Mr. Iglesias, Iglesias. Um, but it ends so unsatisfyingly, and I hate when that happens. Because they expected another season. They expected another season, and it ends not like that, and that was a super bummer. But that went three. Um, Glow went three, I think. That's not, I don't consider that a sitcom. That's not a sitcom. So Mary Happy Whatever that we covered went one season. The Big Show yeah. Show, one season. The Crew, one season. Country Comfort, one oh, season. Oh, you know what went multiple? The Ranch. Ranch, I think went... Oh, The Ranch. Yeah, we haven't covered The Ranch yet. <laughs> the Ranch is the show that I hate watched all the way through. <laughs> Me too, because there were people... I mean, like you're like, well, I love Sam Elliott, and I love the yeah. idea of Danny Masterson driving off a cliff. Like, there are certain things in this that I do appreciate. I knew you were going to say Sam Elliott. I knew it. He's great in it. He's like the one, he's the one shining light on that show. It's like, well, why don't we put the guy from Roadhouse and the woman from uh, Officer and a Gentleman in a show and then have the love interest be Lou Diamond Phillips? You know I'm going to be there for that. I do love Lou Diamond Phillips. Going over some numbers, IMDb had this show clocked in at a 5.8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 40% critic, 70% audience score. That right there is why I don't understand that's why you can't trust Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's proof of the, like, people are writing in and getting paid for it bullshit. So now, I, I was going to get into it as we went into the episode, but since Ferg brought up Mary Happy Whatever earlier, a show that we covered before, the Christmas-themed sitcom that Netflix put out, uh, listen to our episode on it. Most of us didn't think it was good. Ferg did uh, genuinely like it. Ferg, the reason that you like it, which was incorrect, it's not satirical, it's definitely I think, satirical. I think 
is a little bit of the case of this show here, though. I think there is a little bit of satire going on with these characters. I don't think so. I think that's just the way the world is right now, and they were dead yeah. serious. What is it being satirical of is the question. Because they're all made to be dumb. Like, it's not right. like they're all influencers and, like, weightlifters and stuff, but they're all, like, super cool, grounded people. Like, they're all, mm -hmm. like, made to be idiots. Yeah, I don't think that's satire. I think that is just the sad, depressing, dark, dark cloud that hovers over the world we live in in 2023. I'm just upset none of you have ever bought me a shed. I would love a shed. You know what the greatest thing about a shed is? <laughs> less lawn to mow. You got a cool place to hang out? Way less mowing. Way less raking? Well, Frank, you're the only one who has a shed. I don't have a shed. I have a garage. Is it a garage? Could you put a car in there if it was empty? Yeah, that's why one of them's like a big barn door thing. I think it used to be one, but... Yeah, but there's like a foot and a half step up into it. That's the left side. The right side is a big barn swinging door. Oh, that's right. It is separated. Yeah. Well, so yeah, to just clue people in before we get into the episode, I mean, the basis of this show is um, there's two sisters. One, the smart one, <laughs> um... moves across <laughs> yeah. the You country. waited so long because even your brain was like trying to delete the data that had been downloaded about this show. No, I'm, so I'm just, I want to clue people in what the basic summary of this kind of show is. Before we get into it, because I don't think most people listening are familiar with the show or watched it. No, that's so, not right. There's no way. There's two sisters. The smarter of the two moves across the country. Um, she's going to be moving in with her boyfriend, but until he gets there, stays with her sister for a few days, who's uh, much more pretty, lives in this world of her friends are all influencers and... See, I see, that's where I disagree with right there. I don't think she's prettier. I think they're both very pretty women, and that's what is weird about this. It's the classic, like, the nerd took her glasses off thing. Only exactly. she just shows that's up and she's like... that's what they were going for, yeah. It's your hot sister. It's like, oh, okay. I actually think the nerdy one's prettier, but I think she has an ugly personality. She's got a real... Uh... <laughs> She got a real Reese Witherspoon vibe, doesn't she? Or is that just she me? Does. I, I, I can I see the Reese in this, yeah. She had a look that I was like, I know her from somewhere, but I don't think I know her from somewhere. It was Again, weird. Again, it's Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3. I'm pretty sure that's what it's from. <laughs> What's that it, Jay? I can tell you I definitely did not see that. Uh, I, until right now, I didn't know Beverly Hills Chihuahua was a thing. What the fuck is Beverly Hills Chihuahua? It says, um, known for on IMDb, Hannah Montana the movie. have not seen that. Uh, a couple Spy Kids movies. I haven't seen those. I've seen all those. Cyberbully. Haven't seen that. So, I don't know. I mean, it's possible that she popped up in a show or something that I've seen, but I don't know. Whatever her main roles are, none of those are flagging me. There's a lot of, like, modern stuff and, like, Disney stuff in this, this cast. But, like, some people showed up, like, the dude who plays uh, the main guy in it. He's in, like, an episode of Lopez versus Lopez. He's British, by the way, which always surprises me. <laughs> yeah, good accent work. I will say, though, it's no offense to that guy, but his one thing was like, I think my best work I ever did was on this show, and I hope it gets a second season. And I was like, is there a gun to your head making you say <laughs> these words? I saw that, but you, you have to remember that they are promoting the show. You're doing you promos. Yeah. I get that. But uh, to get into the episode itself. So the show starts and we see two guys in the living room. One's shirtless and like lifting weights. That's Grant. And the other <sighs> one's like glued to his phone. He has a phone case with a picture of himself on it. Uh, that's Jaden. I didn't even track that, and I fucking hate him so much more now that you notice that. Holy fuck. I'll say this, and uh, I don't want to upset any of you who may do this, but I noticed at my job, for whatever reason, I noticed a lot of people I work with 
the backgrounds of their phones are like nice photos of themselves, but like not with family, like of just themselves. And I find that to be very strange. Wait, what? What photos? Like the background of your phone, like your lock screen oh, in the oh. background. You okay. select just a nice photo of you, not like you with your parents or a girlfriend or your child. That is super weird. And I've seen so many people <laughs> do that there. And every wow. time it like raises my <laughs> eyebrow and I'm like, what? I like barely will look at myself when I'm brushing my teeth. I can't even imagine looking down at myself a hundred times a day. It's the yeah. Tom Haberford. Like, you know, like, would you oh, say, how'd that get there? Would you say it's 50, 50 male, female or more? I would say that probably mostly more females, female. but I've All seen right. some guys do it. I find that very, very strange. It's like, you know, when by accident, sometimes you flip the camera around on your phone, like you're going to take a picture and all of a sudden it's your big dumb face. And you're like, who is this monster? Like, imagine <laughs> seeing that a thousand times a day. I, it's also, it I won't is. set up the, um, the facial recognition thing. Cause sometimes it shows your face. Like, I don't need to see that. I'm in a mirror looking back at me. So early impressions, as soon as you see this first shot, you see the guy lifting weights. You see the other one with his phone in front of his face. I wrote mine in this like it was an actual script. I wrote exterior, house, inside, two shitheads, one lifting weights. That is what I knew that the next 22 and a half minutes were not going to be fun for me. It was, it was very cartoony to see like the one lifting weights like that, especially. It felt very, it's funny you said that they're from a lot of Disney Channel stuff. Because it felt like some of the Disney Channel sitcoms that like, I remember my kid watching when like he was younger. It does seem to feel. I agree with you. It feels like you have that 100%. Disney yeah, style thing. Yeah, it's got the uh, like the iCarly vibe to it. Yeah, I, like early Nickelodeon slash Disney, but it felt like they took that humor and tried to do it for the next like grow up with those people. Right. But they kept that kind of humor, made it a little more adult. It just sucks. The one sitcom thing I'm glad they kept though is there's four of them living in this house, and they all seemingly just have like fairly not super high paying jobs. And they've got a five-bedroom house in downtown Los Angeles. I don't know, dude. Influencers make a lot of money. I mean, I guess uh, I I refuse to believe that, but I understand that it's true. There's no logic behind that. I mean, they do bring it up. They say, what does she say? She's subletting from somebody who was subletting's dog walker or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, they, they, they do touch on it. And I, and but I you have to pay say... the same. The, the rent is still the same. The rent's still going to the same person. But... You know, as much as you want to knock on a show like this, just because it's not a great show to begin with, it's one of those things that kind of exists on many, many shows. That's what I was saying. I said it's a sitcom thing. At least they do, which is the inexplicable group of people like Friends or something. We were like, this $5 million a month apartment is run by a bunch of people who are baristas and failed actors. Like, it doesn't but that's explained sense. On, fr- on Friends. On Friends, it's her grandmother's rent-controlled apartment. Okay, so that does make sense. I don't think that exists in Los Angeles right now. And this show's modern, too, so you know, I mean, we all know what rent is right now, right? Next enters Claire, who's the pretty of pretty smart, uh, according to title. And she's really excited because her sister's supposed to show up any minute, tells the guys that they're going to love her. She's been in college ever since high school. Yep. What does that mean? Did she get into college early, or was she just <laughs> really good at high school? And And just so you guys know, the character of Claire is an extremely bubbly i don't want to say ditzy but kind of ditzy but super bubbly happy character yeah not intended to be the smartest of the two i don't think that was supposed to be taken literally i think she's just saying she was grown up even when they were young some i don't know i don't know i wouldn't i wouldn't give her that yeah i don't think it's meant to be just it was just a poorly written joke we also meet the fourth roommate who's a girl named solana who apparently is very into like crystals and 
things of that nature. She's like a crunchy granola lady. Right. And Claire talks about how excited she is to have her sister Chelsea stay with them for a few days until her boyfriend gets to town. And as soon as she said that, I went, okay, I know where this is going. Like, yep. obviously there's going to be a problem with the boyfriend, but guess I got to stay. <laughs> they telegraph everything they're doing in this episode, but they did do a good job because there's one thing where I was like, well, I know where this is going and it didn't happen. And I'll get to it when it happens. And I was actually surprised that they didn't immediately go for the easy thing, but we'll get there. And we also find out that these two sisters kind of drifted apart after their parents split up. We don't know exactly how old they were, but she does make it known that her and her sister haven't been close for some time now. There's the talk of how the plan is now to be um, sister best friends forever. SBFFs. Next tattoo. That's the group tattoo, boys. I'll get that. Uh, (laughs) Funny if that was the thing we all got and had to explain until we were 80. Sorry, how old are they supposed to be? Like range? Oh, one says it at one point. Uh, I think that you're supposed to understand that she's gone through. Well, actually, I looked it up because she mentioned something about being her seventh birthday. And I wanted to know how old she was on her seventh birthday because I needed to mentally figure that out. So she was born in 94, the younger sister. So she is 33. Okay. Hey, Jesus. Wait, no, 29 now. She'll be 29. Yeah. Well, yeah, this episode, remember, came out a couple years prior. So, so getting close to 30. Yeah, so one was under 30, one was about 30, so I think we're to assume that uh, Chelsea had gone to college and then grad school and, like, master's, all that bullshit. I just ask because they all talk like they're teenagers. Right. Oh, well, yeah, that's part of the shtick. It all seems like the kind of character who's in school for, like, 20 years inexplicably for no reason and doesn't have, like, would have such crippling debt they couldn't do anything ever, you know what I mean? Like, unless you're a doctor and you go to school for 15 years in college, yeah. you're set up to fail pretty much immediately. So the doorbell rings and Chelsea shows up. That's the other sister. The smart part of pretty smart. I wish we're watching the other sister. That'd be a lot more fun than watching this. (laughs) So she thanks her sister for letting her stay there and says, you know, I got you a Victorian tea kettle, but it broke at the airport. So I got you this I heart LA traffic mug instead. And the sister's like, Oh, it's beautiful. Um, I have a lot of comparison stuff this episode, by the way, because I, I just had to keep myself occupied. Uh, average price right now for Victorian era tea kettle that would be breakable. Uh, that is about eighty dollars, and an iHeart LA traffic mug is about eleven dollars. Just so you okay have a price range. So not so that tea Good kettle isn't quite as expensive as you would think it is. Yeah, no, not, not so much. I think when you go into the Victorian ones that are like um like pewter or you know like made out of metal, they're a lot more expensive. I think maybe not. A, I don't. I don't know why. I don't know much about teapots, but. You can go down a deep, dark rabbit hole of how expensive they are. And I was on Etsy for like 25 minutes looking them up. So my thing is I would have preferred if she actually gave her the tea kettle and you just got like a joke like, who's Victoria? Or doesn't know what to do with it. Like, you know, doesn't know how tea kettles work. I thought this whole, I got you a nice gift, but it broke. So I got you this stupid shit instead, like didn't land and it doesn't really do much for the character, you know? Also, like, the most annoying sketch in Saturday Night Live history in the past, like, 20 years is the fucking Californians, and there's nothing more aggravating. I like the Californians. I like the Californians. The only funny thing they've done in a long time. That people talking about traffic in L.A. is the most, like, overused joke of all time. What are you doing here? (laughs) The 405! Devin? (laughs) I find that. I like the Californians. Chelsea's complimenting her sister on the place. We haven't talked about it yet. This in detail this place looks amazing 
it's very modern, very like put together. It's one of my biggest, biggest pet peeves on sitcoms. Is, Joe kind of touched on it already too, but yeah, it's it's so wildly perfect that it's just. What do you think this would seriously? Call? I don't know what part of Los Angeles they're in specifically, but it kind of doesn't matter. Like. Five bedrooms, I have to say four grand a month at least. More, more. Five bedrooms here would be four grand a month. Right. Um, there, you're probably talking like seven. It's, it, you know, it's one of those things. There are times where the sets look very lived in, and we always applaud that. You look at a show like Roseanne, and, you know, it looks like a real house. But for these types of characters, this is what their house should look like. So, like, I get it. Why? What? What about these characters? Screams neat and tidy uh, from any. Well, maybe one of them, but like, I uh, I don't know. The other two don't seem really because they uh, all live this like picture perfect world in life. Like that's that's why they I needed a like lovable it. butler. I make him British, and he could keep everything clean. This what bothered me about it. And uh, to give credit even to some shows I don't like, uh, Big Bang Theory. Right, two roommates, other girl lives across the hall, friends three different apartments right these people are almost 30 or in their 30s you're well past a point where you're going to have more than like one roommate you don't want to be living in this big communal five people who didn't do the dishes like you never see that aspect of things and a bunch of us i think everyone here has lived in apartments with like multi-roommates imagine doing that now with more than one other person right it's it's pretty chaotic and this is not going to happen with these people yeah well, they are a little younger than us. I, f I know you guys just talked about it, but did they get into specific ages? I missed that. We we talked about it. Um, we're to assume they're all thirty, a little shy of thirty. Okay, I was gonna guess younger than that. I was gonna guess like twenty four ish, but I guess. I mean, again, matter. who knows what their age acting is? But like the the main girl's age, or the younger sister girl, is like twenty nine now. So I would say like twenty seven then. Got it. Claire excitedly shows her sister that she set up a puffy paint t-shirt making station. And I was thinking, I remember I had one when I was a kid that I got at Canopy Lake, which is um, like a little theme park in New Hampshire. But it was like a weird one where you put that like puffy paint, but it, like they would spin them. Yeah. It would like art. make crazy designs. Yeah. And I just remember when I was a kid thinking it was cool. My, it was a white t-shirt, but I loved it because I felt kind of like it was a nasty boys t-shirt. Oh yeah. Yeah. All the paint splatters. Yeah. And I mean, these things, these, you know, those were popular in the day. They still exist. I feel like usually when you see like groups of um, like a bunch of girls going to concerts, they use these things to like make custom T-shirts to, you know, for whatever they're seeing. Yeah. Or you get them airbrushed or like I've made a million things with like iron on letters or like spray paint stencils and things. You can do fun stuff for like one off projects pretty easy. But you don't deal with the puffy paint pens? No puffy paint pens. I'm well, I'm such a psycho about stuff that i need like symmetrical lines like the last thing i made was a tote bag and i went out like i went and bought a new tote bag i bought a bunch of the letters i spent like two hours uh iron on lettering it so it would be all together but then a bunch of letters fell off so it did say something and now it does not say what that was anymore what was it supposed to say uh take a quaalude now oh that's what's called yeah now it's just like <laughs> how often do you go out with the tote bag Pretty often, actually, because I'm usually just going to the grocery store or to, like, run errands. Tote bags are just, like, the easy, because you can't do bags here anymore. I don't know if you can in Boston anymore. No, they're pretty bad everywhere, but it's just, I don't know, man. Every day, you're more and more, it's, 
Joey Deschanel in his tote bag on the way to the farmer's market. <laughs> I don't go to the farmer's I go to the grocery store. And there's usually just a shitty domestic beer in it. Leave me alone. But if you go to the grocery store, you don't. they don't give you bags anymore. You have Ooh, to bring bags with you. Fresh rhubarb. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually had a rhubarb before. So oh, I just acclimated my own tote bag. Let me go to the farmer's market. <laughs> so... So, um, Chelsea kind of shoots down the idea of making these t-shirts, and she wasn't mean about it, but, like, you can tell Claire's disappointed, and she's trying to not hide it. My problem was with with these characters, you see kind of the vast differences between them, and we've already met the the other roommates, is just, I think, bear with me, I think this show could have worked if they dialed all of these characters down a bit. Yeah, they don't know. None of them have layers. They all just have one personality trait, and that's the yeah. Whole it's like a little too cartoony. If they dial these down, like the premise of the show could work. It's a pretty regular sitcom kind of idea. Which one of you is going to continue to watch this show even though you hate it? Because I'll you're probably all... watch the whole thing. Okay, you all seem to do that. No, Jay doesn't watch anything good that we do. Jay will always be like, I'm going to try to find time to watch this. It's a really funny show. Yeah, it's a classic show that everybody loves. <laughs> we'll never watch it, but he will hate watch the rest of this because I'm still yeah. convinced there's some weird crush scenario going on here, which is holding you back from totally hating the show. I watch I hate all the watch... big show show. Whose I... DMs will you be in later tonight? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> the crew was one that I hate watched all the way through. Same with Country Comfort. I actually meant to normal watch the crew. Yeah, I kind of normal watched the crew, but I definitely hate watched Country Comfort. So Claire then introduces her sister to Grant, who she used to date, uh, but they had a mutual breakup, and now they're just roommates. And she's like, oh, how French? He's like, actually, Nebraska. Because he's, <sighs> he's a big dummy. Because <laughs> everyone's fucking stupid. Isn't that the joke? La, 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 la. And she gives him a hug. Wow, you're very shirtless and hard. That's what he's like, no, it's just resting size. Is that why you like the show? There's a dick joke. Don't pretend you don't find the boner joke funny. For context, she wasn't saying that he like felt hard. Like he's very muscular and that's what she was saying. She was saying yeah. he felt hard because of his muscles, yes. And then he's right. saying, No, it's just it's resting size. Because he's yes. just wearing like track Referring pants. to his dong. Yes. Come yes. on. I think it was a little weird when we got some of the backstory to the other ones, like the girl Solana used to be a lawyer. But quit to become a healer? Like, when did she pass the bar? I wouldn't pass a bar watching the show. I would stop at every single one. <laughs> she studied bird law. <laughs> Jaden, the influencer of the crew, um, known as Jaden JJ Michael Jang. Now, pardon me, at Jaden JJ Michael Jang. When he's promoting himself, Chelsea's like, oh, I'm not on social media. And he's like, how do you check your likes? <laughs> um, see, this is why I think it is a little satirical at this point um they are no i think that's a genuine thing that the people who this show is made for genuinely care about fun of them for being consumed in that but it's for the same people so i don't i don't i don't think they're being meta yeah you're giving you're giving this show way too much credit no you gave merry happy whatever too much credit satirical. no i would say if i had to pick this one's closer to being satirical than uh merry happy whatever for it's sure. not a satirical off, all right? <laughs> but I don't think that either of them are. So in the next scene, Chelsea and Claire are in Chelsea's room. And she's trying to drop hints to her sister, Chelsea, that is, is trying to tell Claire like that she wants to be left alone and have some time to herself after a long travel day. Claire's not catching on. 
She's like, come on, jump in the bed with me. And when she does, there's like a creaking noise, which like flags Grant's attention. And then Grant runs in out of nowhere with the toolbox. He's like, don't worry, I'll fix it. And they're doing this gag where he can keep lifting the bed with the two of them on it without effort so he can fix, you know, underneath the bed. To what end? Is this funny? Did anybody laugh at this? Oh, he's so strong and he fucks people and he's... Yeah, he's strong and he's hot. He's wearing a shirt and he's got a thick, drippy cock and everyone loves (laughs) him. You're like, okay, cool, great. I don't remember the thick, drippy cock part of the episode. <laughs> That's the hard. Joe, man. He had a threesome. I imagine and he did not shower. I imagined it is a little drippy. <laughs> so um, now the two girls are playing Truth or Dare at Claire's request. And she starts by asking Chelsea how she met her boyfriend. Chelsea goes on to say that they were both in the same 15th century comparative South American literature across multi-epic d- diets. Diaspora migrations class. Uh, I tried. I was so happy when that happened that I was like, I don't have to fucking write this down. I just know Jay's got like a transcript of the episode somehow. There was no transcript that uh, that I had to listen to a few times, unfortunately. We were no transcript. People don't like this show enough to yeah, there was no transcript. the I looked, episode. I looked. I had to do all this from scratch today. I did find it a little funny when her sister heard her wrong and called it a diaper migraine. But as... um. Chelsea's going on and explaining to Claire, you know, the situation between the two and how they met. Claire's really excited. And she's like, oh, it's like so awesome that you have a boyfriend that like supports you and helps you pursue your dreams. But kind of the reality of that situation we find out is Chelsea's really been helping him with his dreams all along. And this is kind of the first time she's going to be doing something on, you know, for herself because he got a job at LSU. She's moving out here to be with him. Not LSU. LSC. SCU. SCU? Did I write it? Yeah. I got you at, I'm sorry, USC. I'm sorry, USC. And do you know why that <laughs> college is famous, <laughs> right? Jeez, how many, <laughs> how many acronyms? I only know that college for one reason, because that's where OJ Simpson went, which immediately tagged to me that this guy would be a bad guy, and it's a good thing they got divorced. Otherwise, her and her waiter friend would have been murdered by them about 20 years from now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure. That is the most logical, you know. Path. It makes about the same logic the rest of this episode does. She's going to be writing her book while he's working at USC. Her book, If I Did It, would be the book that yeah. she was writing. Again, I think there's a little bit of a alert here because it was, again, every time she brings it up, it's like, oh, you know, first, oh, he's going to meet me any day now. And now we're already finding out that, you know, he's, she's kind of been putting all the effort into the relationship. Like, they're dropping these little hints all the way, you know, through. Now, Grant says in reference to the two of them, you know, having truth or dare time up on the top of the bed. He goes, wow, it's like you've been sisters your whole life. (sighs) Chelsea says that he's not the sharpest tool in the shed, which he takes kind of literally and says, I don't even have a shed. And then he goes, it's not supposed to be sharp. It's a hammer. If we, all right, listen, but if we want to get specific here, not specific, but for the older sister, they have not been sisters their whole life. No, I guess that's true. No. Now here's a question: We haven't covered how I met your mother, right? No, no, I'm sure we'll. Co- that's a big one. We'll cover that. So. And it's a big really? one. So one of the guys who's the creators of the sh- creator of the show wrote like 50 episodes of How I Met Your Mother. So I was wondering: Is the writing on that show as abysmal as this? Like, was this like a weird day of an off day? Did they have the flu? Well, I don't want to tip my cap before we cover that show, but yes, it's that bad too. Okay, fair enough. I haven't watched much How I Met Your Mother. I've seen a couple episodes in passing. I know it has a giant fandom. Uh, it has good stuff. It's not as bad as this. I'm. 
I kind of hate watched that entire series. I have never <laughs> seen the pilot though, so when we cover it, who knows? Maybe I'll greenlight it, maybe I won't. But time will tell. Time will tell. But yeah, he's uh, caught up on the shed thing now, at the realization that he doesn't have one. So the next scene, Chelsea's at this restaurant kind of cafe place where Claire works, and Claire's telling her sister about this 11-day relationship she had with a guy named Justin, talking about it like it was a long term, like 11 days was like significant. I kind of felt like this should have been her talking about her relationship with Grant. I don't know why they made it about some other guy. So if that's long-term, I wonder how long she dated Grant. Yeah, I assume not long. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if 11 days was, like, a relationship she considers a, like, long-term, it got so boring thing, I imagine that her and Grant were only a few days, maybe? I actually wonder if they ever get into her and Grant. Because if they brought up the fact that they dated for that one single, oh, that's so French joke, that's the dumbest thing in the world, right? Like... No, because there's a time, big time at the end of the episode. We'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, if the last, uh, the last okay, thing at the yeah. end would make me think they have to go My there. My brain is already erasing. <laughs> I bet when they were writing it, they were like, we're going to leave this for episode one of season two. We'll leave them hanging on a cliffhanger, and then we'll tie it all up and make the whole second season about it. No, what's going to happen at that last episode is he's going to kiss a sister, and then she's going to walk in and be like, what? And that'll be the cliffhanger. It'll be the big cliffhanger for the non-existent season two. <laughs> so Claire's boss Howard walks up and reminds her that she's supposed to be waiting on customers. And she's like, oops, I forgot. And like runs off. And when she's gone, Howard's telling Chelsea that Claire's the worst waitress they've ever had, but customers all love her. And then takes note to the fact that Chelsea's reading a book. He's like, Oh, I'm a bit of a bookworm myself. And she's excited because she needed someone to help stimulate her with, you know, conversation. And asked if he had ever read whatever it was she was reading. He's like, oh, no, um, hadn't got to that one yet. Um, Just started reading The Da Vinci Code. Remembrance of Things Past, which is a, by the way, it's like a 4,000, it's Proust. It's like a 4,000 page, like, depressing yeah. novel in, like, seven parts. It's like one of those things that is like a college book. People don't really read it for fun. You know what I mean? I really thought he was going to go with, like, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or... Yeah, Twilight, I thought it was weird like, that she kind of rolled her eyes at the Da Vinci Code. I mean, you cannot be a fan of the series, but I, I mean, it's kind of well-renowned as an interesting book, isn't it? Like, It's also the sequel to another book. Angels and Demons? Right? Yeah, it's the first yeah. one. I will say this is really interesting. Yesterday on the news, they were talking about on CNN yesterday, they were doing a story about there was some like thrift store in Wales who like put a sign up that said, please stop donating copies of the Da Vinci Code. Because they kept getting, on average, like, one copy a day, and they just had so many of them. that They were like, we don't know what to do with this many books or whatever. So some guy went and got, like, as many as he could. I don't know if it was, like, six or 8,000 copies and, like, pulped them. And then used them to print, <laughs> like, a new edition of 1984. So, like, I mean, again, two books that I think are very much annoyingly overrated brought up in culture. But weird that that was a story that was in the news yesterday that I read. They did a movie with Tom Hanks is in the is the star of the movies, right? Yes. Yeah, Tom Hanks is in the movies. Yeah, of those, yeah. The Ron well, everything Howard he does too. is good. So I've never seen the movies. I kind of want to, but I haven't either. I've seen most Tom Hanks and most Ron Howard, but not that one. I saw Da Vinci Code. I didn't see Angels and Demons. So after Howard walks off, all the roommates walk in and they sit with Chelsea, who is you know really excited that she finally thought she's gonna have a moment alone. Grant tells her how he triple-checked, and they don't have a shed. 
and has been weighing on him all day. It all goes back to his dad, who would get on him for not putting his toys away, so he would put him under the bed, uh, which is exactly where he puts his tools. But what if he wants to get a bigger tool, like a lawnmower? Where is he going to put that? It's really been bumming him out. None of that made any sense. No. And going by the end of the episode, he'll still have the same problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like a matter of like, oh, I don't have a shed. I think it all roots back to my dad and my toys. Like, what? Wait, 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 what? Also, like, are we supposed to also think that he's like a big handy person? Is that like the thing, too, where like he also is like. He fixed the bed. I don't think he fixed the bed. I don't think the bed was broken. I think he just had a hammer in his hand and lifted the bed up three or times. It was for creaky. No it was creaky when he walked in. They really didn't finish on that whole story, though. Like, I don't know if he fixed it. I would have preferred if he left him in the bed collapsed or something. So it just shows he's a shitty handyman. Right. Just give me that. Like, Well, if anybody listening has watched the entire series of this and they pay off any of this, uh, please DM Gordo. <laughs> and then if Gordo ever watches this, he'll let you Yeah, know. so when Gordo lies about watching this and somehow greenlights it anyway, this will find out what's happening. Chelsea's phone goes off and she runs to another room and it's her boyfriend, Dwayne. And she's telling him how much he can't stand everybody and wants to know, like, if he can fly over a day earlier. And that's when he tells her that he's not going to be heading that way because he's just got offered a position at Harvard. And she's really excited, like, oh, this is everything we've ever worked for, telling him about her plans to meet him. And you get the, what? So, you know, we know where this conversation's going. But instead of seeing that resolve there, it cuts to Claire, who's waiting on a table, and she hands a woman who just ordered the seasonal vegetable salad a giant steak. And when the girl corrects her, she's like, oh, I, I always confuse those two, um, you know, the, the salad and the steak. Before heading off to replace it and fix it, she asked the customer, like, oh, like, how did your job interview go? So this customer is, like, amazed that Claire remembered that she had a job interview. And apparently is so taken back by that and happy about the personal connection that she goes, you know what? I've been vegan for nine years. I could use the iron. It just decides to eat the steak. I actually, I did like that exchange. For whatever reason, I, I did like that. I think it would have worked on a different show. The stupidity of that exchange gave me a headache. Yeah, I will say I've been vegetarian two different times in my life. Not vegan ever, but two different vegetarian stretches for a year at a time. And the first time I caved out of being vegetarian was for steakums. It wasn't anything as good yeah. as like a real steak. It was a friend of ours. Mom was making steakums and I was drunk and everyone was like, were you not going to eat the steakums? I was like, those smell so good. The next day I was so sad that that is what caused me to like break being a uh, vegetarian. Now I can't eat most things in the world, so I could never be vegetarian again. It wasn't even delicious chicken parm. It was steakums. Right. Like it should have been like the world's biggest chicken parm. We're not going to have this argument, but there's world for all different types of parm. There is. Yes. What exactly is steakums? I feel like that's one of those things I've heard like a bunch. The, it's I've like never... steak and cheese. Like, it's like frozen, frozen steak, shaved steak. Yeah, it's frozen thin, like paper thin slabs of meat that you can like heat in seconds. I have some okay. in my freezer. <laughs> yeah, like if it's not, the, it's not like the worst thing in the world or anything. It's just not what you would purposely have if you hadn't had meat in a year. If you want to make a steak and cheese at home in like two minutes, then you use steakums. So Chelsea walks out and she tells everyone, "I just got dumped by Dwayne." And Jaden goes, The Rock Johnson? Again, one of the only other. This was the second line that actually gave me a giggle. First being the salad one. But uh, this was this was it, though. <laughs> that was the last one. I didn't mind this. I didn't find it to be that funny, but I didn't hate this one. I thought it was funny. 
I just hate that she's the character is so dumb. She only knows one Dwayne, or thinks there's like one person named Dwayne in the whole world. What about Dwayne Wayne from another world? Nineties sitcom. The one with the Bill Cosby spinoff with Cosby coming back tonight. Are you drowning? What was that? <laughs> I was trying to think of anything else. You should just be happy that Casper Jackson hasn't made an appearance tonight because it's really, it's really close to happening. You can't go three weeks in a row with Casper Jackson. <laughs> From this scene, we cut to Chelsea, who's back in her room packing while venting to her sister. As she's packing, she's like, I don't even know why I'm packing up my stuff. I don't know where I'm going. I just graduated. I don't have a job. I can't show my face back there. Basically says that they're going to think of her as some sort of a pariah. And her sister's like, you're nothing like a piranha. I fucking <laughs> knew it. She said pariah, and I was like, two, one, go. And then, as Claire's thinking about it, realizes her sister is kind of like a piranha. But Claire's telling her sister, like, hey, this is, like, a good thing. Like, he's a jerk, and now... You know, you can move in here and we can continue with this SBFF bonding and we can eat pizza, drink wine and watch the Princess Diaries 2 on Molly. And Chelsea snaps at her and she's like, I don't want to do any of this and kind of goes on about how her sister is like always had it easy and lives in this alternate universe where everything's so easy and, you know, everyone loves her, which gets cut off by the sounds of Grant having sex. But I, I kind of felt um in this moment. Where Chelsea's being, like, mean to Claire? Like, why? Like, like I get you're upset about your situation. I agree. But, I don't, I don't right. understand where this came from. They made her, they made that character, like, she was supposed to be the relatable one, I felt like, when you walked into this world of, like, she's, like, almost walking into, like, the Barbie world. And I, I thought Claire was supposed to be, like, a little bit more of the one you relate to. But then they, they, they go against that. That was my issue. I didn't find anybody on this show relatable. Right. Like, I thought I thought she, they overdid it with her, like, intellectual shit. And then right. I think they overdid it with the dumb people. And they made her so unlikable at first that why would you like her when she tries to redeem herself? It doesn't work. Right. It's, I don't know, the way the way it was structured, I, I think there needs to be a character that you're following along that you, like, because everyone's so extreme. So there had to be someone that you could, like, kind of, you know, gravitate towards. This is where the lovable butler would come in, and when he would have told her, you know, she Why do you want all these a butler shifts. on this show so bad? Because the house is so clean, and they should be messy kids. Or or the landlord who lives upstairs, a la Three's company. He comes downstairs, and he's like, what are you kids doing? And that's when he overhears Grant being like, ah, oh, here we go. He, like, fucking all that's the sex scene in the background, which is the only actual laugh I got in this entire episode. Claire goes on to say that it's not her fault that she's nice and that people like her. She says to her sister, like, have you ever noticed how hard I work? And Claire tells her how she's been working since she was 16. And at that same time, their parents were letting Chelsea do whatever she wanted, which Chelsea justifies by saying how she was in some weird debate team. But point proven at this point. She's saying that, like, she's kind of accusing Claire of having this picture-perfect life, but Claire actually does work moved out, like, made this life for herself. And Claire's just kind of been, like, she never really had to work at all. She's been just buried in school up until this point of her life. Yeah. And we're to assume the parents paid for all the college, right? It sounds it. It sounds like she's kind of been, yeah. like, just allowed to do as she choose. They really don't give her a redeeming quality. No. <laughs> no, not really. No, she's a bitch from the beginning. Yeah, and she seems like even outside of this existence that we're seeing, she's just like some sort of fucking useless succubus anyways. Like, no job. I, uh, 
She's awful. And I didn't like this either because this is when Claire is telling her sister, I thought this was going to be a moment. I thought you coming here for a few days was going to be our chance to finally reconnect. And Chelsea's like, I didn't choose to stay here. I literally called everybody I knew in L.A. before I called you. Why are you telling her this? What did she do yeah, to you? Right, like, yeah. Again, to what end? Why are you just being so mean to your sister now? You're being mean to her for no reason. Like, where did this argument even spawn from? Okay, ready? She has a broken heart, and she's projecting on somebody, all right? Yeah. Good writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought she was laying it down a little too heavy on her sister, who's <laughs> only been nice to her this whole episode. It's also a really weird thing to be like, do we like this character? And then she goes, it's not my fault that I'm nice and people like me. Like, the most I don't want to like that person sentence you could ever say. Like, every both sides of this are so abysmal. No, because I don't, the way she said it wasn't in that type of way. She's like a genuinely nice person. And people gravitate towards that. That's not like a negative quality. I mean, I think that we're all nice people and people like us, but we would never say that out loud because we're not shitheads. You just said it. But... She's coming in defense to what this, what her sister's saying to her. Her sister's being like, you live in this perfect world where everybody likes you. And she's like, because I'm nice to people as opposed to you, you know? So Daddy spent all the puff paint money on your college and now I'm stuck here living with influencers in this $10,000 a month apartment in Los Angeles. I think you are starting to let your hatred of this show cloud every little detail of it. You Puff, puff paint. Puff, puff, paint. Puff, the magic dr- I just don't even think about the show anymore. I'm sorry. I'm literally losing my mind about this. It's kind of strange they made the smart one, though, one that got to do whatever she wanted and not be the hard worker, and then the ditzy one worked her ass off. It's usually the other way around on sitcoms. Like, uh, for example, Modern Family, um, the Dumpy Kids. Like, Alex yeah. is the smart one. She works hard, never stops and everything, and I can't remember the other sister's name, but... She's one who just does whatever she wants. Never works hard. But she redeems herself. Her arc actually is a redemption arc, and you genuinely like her. She's never mean or never that bad to a point where you're like, you don't want to be on her side. So now, obviously, Claire is very upset by this onslaught that her sister's giving her for no reason. And she says, like, do you know why I wanted to make puffy paint shirts? Because we did it on my seventh birthday. And it was my favorite memory of us before you stopped paying attention to me. Does anyone take a guess what year her seventh birthday was, by the way? I'm going to guess 9-11. I mean, it was the year of 9-11. I wasn't going to bring that up. It was March, so I wasn't going to bring it up. But it was 2001, which is just one of those things that as we get older and keep covering these shows where I'm like, oh, my God, that girl was seven in 2001. That's not as crazy as like that only makes her like seven, eight years younger than us. That's nothing like wild compared to other things we've seen. No, it's not the worst. But like, you know, we were in high school at that point. But we see we see things now where people were born in that year. And that's <laughs> wild to me. Right, that was even worse, yeah. And those people are in their 20s, so that's... Nothing will throw you off more than when you're at the liquor store or whatever, and it says, like, you can only buy alcohol if you were born by this date, and then you start doing the math and being like, hubba 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 that sounds so fucking crazy now. Claire says to her, you think I'm dumb? Like, I have a job and a place to live, and I love my life. Like, what do you have? I was on Claire's side here. At least they gave this character some actual, you know oomph to it and to be, to give her some agency claire needed to be more not like this but less ditzy the whole way through like like i said if they just dialed down these characters all a little bit and she could have been bubbly and stuff but had a little bit to her but up until like this point here she came off so like just legit like a one-dimensional character like a lot of them 
again, I go back to Friends. You have the bubbly kind of ditzy character, but she's not like this, right? Grant walks in after Claire leaves with the two girls that he was having sex with and shows them to the door. And as they leave, he looks at Chelsea and goes, you just never know who you're going to meet at the grocery store. I do appreciate, too, that it goes, I'm proud of all of us to the girls as they leave. (laughs) But I could tell that I was really mad about this show because I didn't even think I didn't even like try to IMDb who these people were. Basically, if I don't think you had a chance of being on Mantis at this point, I don't care about IMDb. This show came out a little late for any Mantis tie-ins. You never know. It could have been like a director of photography. I've gone deep on certain episodes when I have a lot of extra time where I'll be like, I don't know, music supervisor's about 70. Maybe he was around for a Mantis episode. So now we cut to later on and Chelsea's on the couch calling apartments despite not having any money to pay for rent and is offering Latin lessons. And it's like your character should be too smart to be in a dumb situation like that. This. Dumb. Yeah. Or, you know, what you could do is get a fucking job. Yeah. But she's looking to move out right away because she's on the outs with her sister, but literally has nobody left to turn to. But yeah, regardless, Grant's at the table eating a rotisserie chicken. Uh, it's like, but it's like plated well. It's not like I've ate my share of rotisserie chickens and they never leave the plastic. But he has his setup very nicely. I like that you eat everything like uh, broken up with Andy Bernard in the last season of The Office. You eat over a sink like a rat for some reason. If you had any idea how many meals I eat like over the sink. But while he's sitting at the table, that's when Jaden walks up. He's like, hey, I have something I want to show you. And they head outside, and we find out Jaden bought him a shed. And it's a fucking giant shed. Sheds aren't cheap, by the way. A big shed like that? There's a lot of places around here who make, like, custom sheds like that. Like Reed's Ferry? Yeah, things like that. They're thousands and thousands of dollars. And this one has, like, built-in shelves and everything in it. It's He's making a lot of money influencing. And he got it from a guy who looked like Paul Giamatti. Yum. Like, yum. Yeah, I didn't understand the yum. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like the yum because at least that dude's like, into, I don't know. Like, if you're going to give, I love the celebrity of like, and also give Paul Giamatti a bone. He's very funny. He's great. WNBC. Paul Giamatti can get a yum. I'm watching all day Billions long. right now. He's like the main character. He is very good. But I'm also looking on Amazon. The shed that they have uh, sells for about $3,400. It's a lot of influence. Also, how quickly did he get this shed? Also, it came pre-built, so that would have been like a truck with a crane. Yeah. That's um the suspension of disbelief. <laughs> also, one. it's a rental property. You can't just put a big shed on a rental property's backyard. I don't know if I was the owner, I'd be pretty pumped. I'm like, that's an expensive-ass shed. Thanks. Unless they take it with them. Then they just killed your grass. So Chelsea walks out, and she's amazed. And Grant's like, well, your friends would do the same thing. And she's like, nope, that's not true and has the realization that like you know she has nowhere to go nowhere to turn to this is where i got this is where i got diverted where she's like i've got nowhere to go and nowhere to turn to and i was like oh he's gonna she's gonna have a like a shed apartment i really thought oh no i never i didn't think that i thought it right away that's where they were gonna because i saw the shelves and stuff pre-built in there and i I was like he's gonna be like look you can put your books up there you can put your proust up there or whatever like i really thought that's where it's going that is where it went no, they make the shed a bar. It's like a no, hell. No, that becomes her room. That's why no. it's the shed room, because shed yeah, room make the bed. shed room bedroom joke. They said it was a hang zone. They said it was a hang zone. They're yeah, hanging hang zone. there, but it's her bedroom. There's a bed. She has yeah. a bedroom. She was in they a room They have a guest earlier. room, though. No, that was the other girl's bed. 
Listen, the only way we're going to find out is if we watch episode two. Don't make me hate watch this. Jay's going to watch it, Ferg. Don't worry. Jay will report back next week. All right, Ferg. If you want to be wrong, then go ahead and not watch it. But After Jay gets shadow banned from every cast member of the show, he will have seen episode two and he can confirm back to us. Grant's telling her about how upset he was about not having a shed. And now he has one. But it's not about the shed. It's about the tools inside. And he's accidentally using metaphors to help Chelsea realize that she's been focusing on the wrong things. And it's to focus more on like friendships and connections and things like that. The way that scene played out, because he was going on about it. And she's like, are you trying to tell me through metaphors? And he's like, uh, I don't know. But we then cut to later in the evening and Chelsea's in the living room with the puffy paint shirt station. And she's working on something when Claire walks in. And then Chelsea starts to tell the story about when they last made the shirts together. And how when her sister made her puffy paint pen shirt, she accidentally got Cheeto dust on hers. And she was upset, so Chelsea ends up putting Cheeto dust on her shirt too, so, you know, they would match. This, This is slightly relatable, but more interesting. This year, like Cheetos, you remember Crunch Gators? They're like the Fritos. That's not a real thing. It's a real thing. It existed for a oh yeah, of time. crunch crunch gators. I always eat those when I watch. Uh, I forgot the movies. So I forget my joke. <laughs> <laughs> They're the snack that Kevin McAllister's eating in Home Alone, but he has all the ice cream around him. It's like a, a short lived '90s Fritos snack. But for Christmas this year, they're bringing them back, and you can only buy them at the Dollar General. So if anybody wants crunch gators, we can go to they're a Dollar General. They're actually called crunch taters, but there's a gator on it. Oh well. Again, they're from 1991, so my brain That's doesn't That's why I didn't remember it. You misspoke. Lay's Crunch Taters, yeah. In fairness, I didn't know what Crunch Taters were either. I just always do them because they're the thing that's on his table. And when he's, it's the first home alone. When he's like, Mom, I'm eating junk and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Crunch Taters, yeah. The gator is on the bag, though. But they're coming back this year. I think they're mesquite-flavored. They look like Fritos. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a Frito product. It's a Frito-Lay product. After reviewing that story about when they were younger and what Chelsea did for her sister, Claire's like, you were so sweet back then. Why'd you stop? What did I do wrong? And again, I think like this more realistic version of the character is pretty good. And a little too much too late? Yeah, too much too late. Like, this is just the plot of Frozen. I've never seen Frozen. Elsa gets locked in her, goes and locks herself in her room to protect her from her powers. And she's, uh, she's always knocking on the door because they were playing before. Like, do you want to build a snowman? She won't come out, all that. And she thinks she hates her. I was literally thinking of the Ray Romano movie. <laughs> I was totally thinking of something different. I was so excited to be like, Raymond, we're frozen in time. Which one is the Ray Romano one? Ice Age. Ice, Ice Age. Age. Yeah. I think you're talking about Ice Age. I was like, this is going to be fun. I want to watch Ice Age of Frozen. What is Frozen? You say, what is Frozen? Yeah. Wow. Well, Ice, um... It's a Disney movie, and it made a bajillion dollars. I'm not trying to be funny here. I just I don't know what that one was. Is it like a, what's the, I'll look it up later. I'm just, just keep going. I don't want to deal with whatever's going to happen here. You've got like nieces and nephews, right? I do. I watched the, I watched the Adams Family with them recently. You know that song, Let It Go? It was super popular. That's from Frozen. He definitely does not know that. I have no idea what that is. I'm not trying to be funny. I really don't know. I'm still trying to work through the details of liking that song I sent you guys the other day. I can't go back in time 15 years and know stuff. It's not 15 years. Might be at this point. I don't know. Maybe? 
Prove me wrong. In the words of Seymour Skinner, prove me wrong, children. So this is what I didn't like. So Chelsea's response to like, no, you didn't do anything wrong was, well, when mom and dad split up, dad would always call me and like put me in the middle of everything. And I didn't, I didn't want you to have to be a part of that. So I distanced myself from you. It's like, what? But also what was he saying? He's like, hi, sweetie. Your mother's a whore. Like what was the phone call we're supposed to expect happened here? I've been the middleman in, um, as a child of divorce, but did you, did you protect your brother? That's what I, I was never like, I can't talk to my brother anymore. Cause I don't want him to have to be a part of this. Like, that's not how that works. Yeah. I would say you, you, you were very close with your brother. That was never an issue. Not when they were younger. Not when we were younger. No. Um, <laughs> but when, but when, when I hear this excuse, right? Like, okay, they have to, they have to create a reason why she didn't talk to her or whatever happened. This wasn't it. This was just a really bad way to run around that. It also doesn't explain why she didn't talk to her after they both left the fucking house, too. Yeah. She's no longer protecting her from their parents fighting. Yeah, like, the parents ended up divorcing, and then, like, I, they always put me in the middle, and I didn't want you to have to deal with that. So I just abandoned you and left you by yourself. So <laughs> We're like, in our 30s now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just didn't like that excuse. Because that was a, that reasoning is should be very important to the story, and they used a terrible out. But no, she's completely redeemed now. She's not a bitch after all. They just yeah. Again, we said it a minute ago, but too little, too late. Like this should have like I, I can't even. <laughs> I just cannot make noises. Those are certainly noises. <laughs> so, my brain is so much pain right now. I think I've got a piranha migraine happening right now, and I can't. She then shows Claire the shirt that she made, and she tried to match the original Claire shirt from when she turned seven with Cheeto dust and all. Do you think they used real Cheeto dust, or do you think they Cheetoed and used orange paint? Uh, I think they, che- paint. They, they definitely cheated on that one. I'm a little upset all the times I've spilled ketchup and barbecue sauce on my shirt. None of you have rubbed it on your shirt to make me feel better. Um... <laughs> terrible friends <laughs> all the times Ferg thrown up in a giant bucket we never threw up in a giant bucket <laughs> technically chris did years later <laughs> that's true it was a long time i mean i can't because i don't like it in solidarity i'm sure joe has a bunch of shirts with mustard on them and i just i can't <laughs> I do because I it's real hard to get mustard off a shirt. That's one of those things where <laughs> mustard again, shirts. like, oh, you'll never get chocolate out. Like getting mustard on a shirt, you're like, that's it. Did it that shirt. <laughs> now it's a sleep shirt. The two sisters <laughs> tell each other how much they missed one another and ha- have a nice hug. And we cut to later, and all the housemates are together in the new shed wearing puffy paint shirts. Um, I think missed opportunity. Chelsea's didn't have any Cheeto does. She should have matched her sister like originally. Or like they should have had different things on the shirts too, not just their names. Like they could have been like a personality trait or something. Like they could have tried to work a joke in here. Would have needed personalities for that. Well, the influencer guy though, his shirt could have said like Gucci on it or something, right? Like he could have been like such a fucking influencer dildo that he had. Well, he to had put, his like, like his tag name. Like he had his handle. The muscle guy it only said his name and it was in terrible handwriting. That is fun. It's sort of like a backwards R or something. Yeah. He should have drew his to look like a tank top, but like on the t shirt, like drew the yeah. lines. <laughs> Wasn't there a wrestling shirt like that when we were kids that was drawn like a tank top? It was on a regular shirt. Well, there was the Stone Cold Vest. I was going to say, Ferg had one that oh, looked like a right. vest. That's what it is. Yeah. Jay bought it for me. 
Did I get you that one? You got me the white one with the vest. For the my one birthday. that had the, that made noises, right? I don't think it made noises. I think I got you one that had like um like yeah like a, a sound box attached to it. Yeah, perfect but, for the washer machine, an electric sound box, and a cotton hey, t-shirt. Man. We're not thinking ahead when we're twelve. No, no, I just mean them. Like it's such an obvious oh, right. like fuck you move from the WF to be like you'll love this shirt, you'll wear it, you'll wash it once, it'll explode and you'll have to buy another one it's buy kind more of a genius sound evil shirts. move yeah. how did Ferg's mom get electrocuted <laughs> folding the laundry oh no what kind of battery do you think is in that shirt that <laughs> can electrocute my mom strong one damn it <laughs> yeah. it was the 90s man things are different so now they're all hanging out in the in the shed which is going to be dual use because there are some tools in there and stuff and there is the joke where Chelsea refers to it as the shed room which everyone found hilarious. So it because really is uh, her bedroom. Yuck, yuck, yuck. I don't think it is. I really don't think it is. Why not? What weird? I the bed she was in was her sister's bed, wasn't it? No, she was like, "This is this is your room." Like, did they is... say guest room? They yeah. said guest room. That's why I don't think it's her bedroom. And there was no bed in the shed room. There was a table and chairs, and then like they were sitting on a bed. No, and they refer to it as like the new hang zone. Could have been like a pull-out couch. They weren't sitting on a bed. They were sitting on chairs around a table. Well, listen, when Ferg watches episode two, he can let us know. No, you like this show. You're watching episode two. No denial. He just went on. No, we're going to we're going to vote on the show later. Claire gets up to make popcorn and Solana and Jaden get up with her to help because that's a three person job. And before Jaden leaves, he tells Chelsea that, you know, we need to get you on Insta. And again, Chelsea's talking about she has no interest in social media. And once he leaves. Grant looks at Chelsea and's like, you're on social media, admit it, which was like an odd assumption, but that's when she admits that she's addicted to Instagram and is a huge fan of Jaden's and is the reason that she bought the lip balm that she uses. I hated this character so much, and then they did this, and I was like, oh, you found a way for me to hate you more, great. I don't mind this reveal that she does use Instagram and that she knows who Jaden is. I didn't like the whole Grant, like, out of nowhere going, you use social media, admit it. <laughs> it's... It was just too random to get to this point, and it should have just been like, there should have been a different way to reveal that, other than the, I have a weird suspicion that you use social media. Do you think that maybe he Instagram found her, or he was like looking for her, and like that's a thing he knows now? If he had said, if if they had walked off, and then he said, if you don't have social media, how come I just got a notification that someone in my contacts has Instagram? Like, like that would have been fine. But this whole, like, the, the way it Why don't I just get a friend request from Puffy Paint 87 I know that's you, Claire. Or Chelsea, or whatever C name you are. I think that would have been a better way to, to get to that. And I, I just think that it was a really lazy way to, for her to admit that she has Instagram. Also, she's a fan of his. Why is she so stuck up around him from the get-go? She's hiding it all. Because she goes to Harvard. Listen, the writing's not like great. That. And that's why. It's because of bad writing. No, Jay, stop. Don't say that about this show. It's not true. Also, also, I was right. Those They're not sitting in chairs. They're sitting on a couch, which could be her bed. I just checked. Okay. I, Nick, I think, is trying to figure this out for us. But it's still a couch. It's still. I'm still I'm still leaning on in this episode. Like I don't futon. get enough evidence. She talks about how Instagram's her guilty pleasure. And Grant goes, why would you feel guilty about a pleasure? And that's fair. Like. <laughs> That's a, the guilty pleasures like thing, you know, is a is a common term. But like at the end of the day, like what if it makes you happy? Who gives a shit? 
sure. And I do appreciate like if you're doing like the modern culture thing too. Like I think that we live in a better time now for certain things. Like people not being like afraid to be who they are for sexuality reasons or whatever and like saying something like why would you be guilty of a pleasure if it's a pleasure like i think that's like a very like modern open way of looking at things like and that's good but again don't give him one good like realistic understandable you're to relate to this guy line with eight seconds left to go on this show when you've hated him for 21 and a half minutes or whatever and we're setting up a weird love triangle situation here now because grant tells chelsea that he wants to tell her like a secret and says, you know, I've, I'm really looking forward to getting closer to you. I really want to get closer to the woman I love's sister. And while he's saying this, like, the way it was delivered, Chelsea's getting closer and closer to Grant and looks really smitten by him. So now as, you're, as we're revealing that she's kind of into Grant, Grant reveals to her that he's in love with her sister. And Claire just got stuck in the microwave making the popcorn, and now he's going to go make sure it's taken care of. And Chelsea was like, I thought the breakup was mutual. He's like, it was, but only for her. I hated this. I I don't, we didn't need a fucking love triangle. Oh, you thought the merit of everything else in the show was going to be enough to carry it through? They're trying to make it more complicated. They're adding more layers. You can't be mad at a show for trying to add layers. I get out of this show. We're trying to add them this late into the episode. As you say, you can't be one dimensional the entire show. And then in the last two minutes, add like layers and try to be deep. I mean, I guess they're trying to be like, are you going to watch it next? Are you going to watch the next episode? That's probably why I guess they would do it and with their reasoning. I'm sure this is all like algorithmic or something, but I don't think it works. Again, Joe, I think you have reached a point of hatred for this show that there's literally nothing they could do without you ripping into shreds. Because <laughs> there are t- a couple times where there was like a logical line or something funny. And I- again, I'm not saying this is a good show. I'm not. I think you are. Yeah, I think you like you it. You have a shit-eating grin on your face. Every time you talk about the show. Uh, I'm back. It is not the bedroom. Of course it wasn't. (laughs) It took the the last scene of the second episode to find that. That I just had to skip through. And Then you know what? I hate the shed room joke now. Right? What the fuck does it mean now? What did it ever mean, I guess? It just rhymes with bedroom. It was just a joke. (laughs) It should have been JJ and Grant and him being like, I can't believe you gave me shed. That would have been a joke that would have worked, but we didn't what? do that. <laughs> you don't think you gave me shed or you gave me great shed? There's so many things you could do with that joke that would have been fun and funny. Funnier. All right. Well, in any event, um, the other three all return from this uh, three-person popcorn-making extravaganza. And as they sit down, they're like, all right, it's popcorn time. But the rule is you can only eat popcorn if someone else throws it into your mouth. Oh, pardon me. How do they describe the popcorn they made? I don't remember. Extra sugar. Oh. Oh, kettle corn. Yum. I don't like kettle corn. But it's not kettle corn. It's regular popcorn. Fuck you, you don't like kettle corn. If somebody put a bucket of kettle corn in front of you, you're not going to inhale it. it. I don't like it. I have a bunch of kettle corn, like, microwave popcorn that that have been sitting for years because I don't like kettle corn. Uh, I have a big flat top skillet, and you can buy kettle corn sugar, like, specifically made for making kettle corn out of regular popcorn. And I keep meaning to get it and try it because it does look, you just like put a bunch of popcorn kernels and this like sugar on this thing and you like spin it around on the flat top and it makes kettle corn when it pops. Seems really good. See, I'm intrigued by that and I want to know a report when you're done doing that. However, if you just pour sugar, if you were just like Colonel Pop Poppington's popcorn and you poured a bunch of sugar on it, you would not like it. No, no. 
but it's another joke to like the very end to be like she's dumb like they have to fucking end the episode with being like she's fucking dumb popcorn sugar she's pretty dumb <laughs> so now they're all throwing um popcorn into each other's mouths and uh even chelsea plays along so Episode ends with her catching one in her mouth and everyone's cheering. And, and How many it. takes do you think that took? Because they all succe- successfully did it. No, Grant missed one. Did he? Because I know I, she caught it and the first couple did. Yeah, I know. He, he missed. Can you imagine there's like a guy with like a $5,000 a day steady cam, like a fucking Scorsese film, just <laughs> doing the circle, trying to get everybody. And they just keep fucking up and Netflix is just going in the fucking red over and over again. <laughs> And they got a title card, which they don't do at the beginning of the episode, which I think is a poor choice. Yeah, I thought it was weird that there was... So we've talked about intro versus no intro, but we always get at least the title card early in the episode with, like, even even if there's no flash of music or nothing, but there was nothing. It just... The show just started, which was very weird. Was there any music in the episode? Probably, like, public domain, like, like, transitional music, but... But yeah, no, that was um, that's the whole episode. I I don't personally have any additional information on the show, Joe. I don't know if uh, you had any fun notes. Hold on, I'm trying to look up anything else I had. Nope, we talked about everything. I, I really had to mine some interesting stuff for this because there's not a lot to talk about. And I talked about OJ already, so yeah, I'm pretty good to just <laughs> fucking end this bullshit. All right, well, uh, we might as well just jump into the green light or cancel at this point. Uh, again, uh, we're short one person, so. Uh, Gordo's vote will be included on a graphic that we'll have on our Instagram. That's again at S1E1Pod. So go ahead and give us a follow there. I do have a suspicion that his vote won't necessarily matter. I don't think we're going to be in a tiebreaker situation. But in the interest of that, let's let's get into it now. Ferg, I'm starting with you. I have a big angry tirade, but I'm going to you know give it to Joe to do. But I it's a hard cancel for me. Every one of these characters made me roll my eyes. The, the good characters, I rolled my eyes. The smart character, I rolled my eyes. We discussed it earlier. None of them had a personality other than their one quality. Like, I'm the smart, dumb one. I'm the... They're all the dumb one. It's just a bad show with bad writing. So, yeah, hard cancel. Joe. Yeah, look, it's bland. It's banal. It's, it's fucking awful. This is the worst kind of show. And it's a bummer because... You always think about how there's like all these scripts out there for really good things that never get made, right? And you hear for years and years from movies and TV shows. I was like really interesting projects. And instead, this stuff just gets pushed to the forefront because it's just easy to digest. The problem with this is people like us right now are talking. We make jokes about like Full House or Step by Step or things like that, Family Matters, whatever, because it lives in your brain. It's good enough that you can watch it and you don't look at your phone. Or there wasn't a phone then, whatever. But like you paid attention. And these things absorbed into you. Shows like this are literally meant to just play next. Play next episode. Play next episode. Play next episode. And you'd be like, yeah, I watched 11 episodes of that. And then two years from now, be like, what was that show about? And you'd be like, I don't know. Because nobody gives a shit. Quality control as an ultimate low. This is complete horseshit. It's nothing against people who are in it. I don't want people to like be like, oh, do you hate the actors? I don't. It's a job. You're working. Good for you. And I hope you have to do this forever. Because that's amazing. And everyone... Go for, go for it, right? But this is fucking garbage. This is painful to watch. It's painful to listen to. And I hate that I couldn't be a regular person who just got to look at my phone. I had to do three pages of notes about this show. I had to look up people in this. I had to look up facts of Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3 while doing this episode. 
This was painful for me. I'm so mad I had to watch this. Jay, please let me know how episode two is. It's a cancel. Nick. Yeah, I mean, Joe did a pretty good job explaining. It's just not a good show. Like, I'm not going to get into depth about why. It's unoriginal. It's poorly done. It's 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 just bad. It's not a fun watch. The again, this is sometimes my only positive thing. If I have to pick something positive, I would say the characters did well with what they had, I guess. You know, I don't think any of them stood out as being like bad actors, which I guess is is, is the only nicer thing I can say about it, but other than that, not fun to watch. Don't care what happens next. This is uh hopefully it's canceled already or gets canceled soon or whatever who cares but um cancel yeah so listen i'm i know you guys think i'm gonna green light it and i'm not i'm not gonna green light this Ooh. my only thing with the show is i feel like the the structure was there it could have been a decent show but those like i said over and over again the characters were too extreme they were just all too one-dimensional very cartoony characters and if we take those basic archetypes of like the framework of who everyone is and we boil it down and make them a little bit more realistic, I think this show could work, but that's not what happened here. So everyone came off as unrealistic and the situations weren't relatable and it just didn't land. So no, it's a cancel for me as well. And Goro's vote again, isn't going to affect the overall outcome. I would be interested to know. Which is probably what, what for the thinks. best. I would like to hear. I'm, I'm excited to hear what he thinks about it, though. So uh, that'll, again, be out. You mean what he pretends to think about it? <laughs> yes. So on S1E1 Pod, Doc, uh, I'm sorry, S1E1 Pod on Instagram, that's where you see the graphic, where it will have the final results for this with uh, his vote included. But regardless of that, you still already got zero out of four, which means that sorry to Pretty Smart, you do not live on to see episode two with us. You've been canceled. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Again, s1e1pod.com is where you can find all the links where you can listen to us, where you can subscribe on our social medias. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple. If you do improve it, we will follow you on any social media as a way of saying thank you. But until then, catch you again in another week with another new episode. Thank you. Goodbye. I think we got the best princess of Lichtenstein. Fuck, now I hate this so much. <laughs>